0: first installment of prayer room counseling the uh, class study I wanted you each to have an outline and what I am suggesting that uh, we do is that we compile a notebook on prayer room counseling so you have something to fall back on to to help you to be effective as a counselor uh, we should end up with somewhere between 60 to 75 pages in our notebook And so I just wanted everybody to be on a common plane uh, In the prayer room. I realized that I would say If not all of you most of you already know everything you're going to hear during these classes But uh, I want to refresh some of that. I want to renew some of that knowledge that you have I want to make sure that everybody's starting at the same place as we go into that area of ministry. And we'd like to invite those that are watching, if you would like to compile a notebook as well, we'd be happy to send you a Word file each week or whenever you uh, ask for them. Just go to our uh, email address, which is bfc3982 at gmail.com. Just say that I'd like to get the notes to prayer room counseling. And we've been more than happy to send them to you free of charge, obviously. And then you can compile a notebook as well. And understand that I realize that not all of us are going to be serving as a prayer room counselor. But you know, every one of us needs to know how to lead someone to the Lord. Every one of us needs to know how to minister healing to someone to help someone get back to the Lord and recommit their life to Christ, how to have an assurance of our salvation, how to get someone filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. And so that's what this class is about, and you can do it as a public ministry in the prayer room, or you can do it amongst your family and friends privately. So let's, uh, let's solicit the help of the Holy Spirit to uh, obviously I need it, and if I need it, more than likely you need it too right so let's believe God father we thank you for tonight I thank you for the privilege that that I have tonight to impart the Word of God to those who desire to serve you as a minister and what I think is probably the most important and pivotal type of ministry is to get people headed in the right course when they come forward to receive that which Jesus has provided for them and so I see this as not only essential but also something that is vital and is so uh, necessary in our midst to help people be discipled. And this is really the first place where that begins in the prayer room. So I thank you for those that are here, I thank you for those that are coming, I thank, for the, I thank you for those that are watching. And I believe that we'll have many outside these four walls be trained. In this area of prayer room counseling as well we thank you for it in Jesus name amen Amen. so feel free to follow along uh, with your outline I'm going to follow it pretty tight Uh, of course we'll always take side journeys because that's just what we do around here but uh, you'll have all the scriptures or most of the scriptures as we go through and feel free to put some notes to your notes that you've been given Uh, maybe some personal thoughts Maybe some other scriptural references that might come up. This is how we're going to be doing our Bible school. This is really the environment that we're going to set up when we get the Bible school back up and running. It's going to be a classroom environment, and it's going to be all about getting the Word of God in us so we can apply it. Amen? So let's get going. Now understand that the definition of a prayer room counselor Is an individual or should I say a minister who gives biblical answers to the needs of those who respond to God through an altar call and so understand that this isn't counseling Christians with you know the problems of their life no this is counseling them in five particular areas and we'll see that in just a moment understand that you You are now God's mouthpiece as a counselor he's gonna speak through you and so you are to meet the need of that candidate through the Word of God and understand that God will reveal his will through the Word of God through you and I'm telling you there's nothing more precious than than allowing God to use you as an individual it's, 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 it's so glorious. It's very humbling. But what's wonderful about it is that you'll begin to sense his assistance. You'll begin sensing his anointing. You'll You'll begin sensing words coming up in your heart that is for that individual person. And it's just glorious to walk along with him. Now understand that what we're going to reveal to the candidate will be Obviously, through the ministry of the Word of God, that's how God speaks in the, in, the, in these last days through the Word of God. And number two, also through the manifestations, the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And that's when it really gets good. When the Holy Spirit is manifesting a gift through you to an individual person. So by the end of this course. Each counselor will be prepared to minister effectively in five areas you'll be able to minister uh, salvation to them how to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior you'll be able to give a individual believer the assurance their confidence that they've been saved and they're on their way to heaven number three you're gonna help those that come back to the Lord like the prodigal you're gonna get them right with God you're going to get that which they've been involved in under the blood of Jesus and removed from their life and then you're going to help them get their life back on course you'll be able to fill the individual believer with the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues and you'll also be able to minister by faith the laying on of hands to see healing break forth in an individual's body and so those are the five areas and so tonight we're going to begin looking at the how to develop individual confidence and effect effectiveness uh, based on these five areas that we just listed and here they are personal study personal prayer ability to be sensitive to the holy spirit boldness To step out to the leading of the Holy Spirit and minister in the power of the Holy Spirit and then number five a faithful follow-up which is so vital important so we're gonna begin looking at these five separate areas Uh, I've got a lot of numbers (laughs) lists because that's just uh, how my brain works and so we'll begin looking at first of all personal study so Here you are, down towards the end of the first page, you see five areas to develop confidence and effectiveness as a prayer counselor. And number one, it's up to us to get prepared. We're not going to do this by the seat of our pants. We're going to be uh, full of the Word of God and full of the Spirit of God. And that's going to entail personal study. That's what you're doing tonight. You're making an investment of your time to to be equipped to minister in the prayer room. And so understand that the Word of God can only be rightly divided through study. Amen. Now look at 2 Timothy 2.15. 2 Timothy 2.15. And from the King James, it tells us to study. Now, I know that's a dirty word. (laughs) I know that's not something that gets a lot of people excited. Now, there are some people who who like to get in and roll up their sleeves and study, study, study. Uh, I'm not one of those, and so it's something that I have to make myself do. Notice it says to study, to empower you to be approved unto God. Now, this isn't talking about our standing with him. This is talking about being used by him. You see every individual in the body of Christ is called to ministry whether it be public or behind the scenes privately every one of us you don't have any idle parts of your body your physical body all your you work every part of your body every day there's not you know my my pinky doesn't say well today I'm not working <laughs> hey Bruce you're gonna have to get by with nine fingers No, it's working every day. And we are a part of the body of Christ. So every one of us is called. Yet, we have to ourselves get qualified to be used. And that's something that a lot of people don't see. That's why we have a lot of lone rangers out there who aren't accountable to other people we we have to qualify ourselves for ministry. And that's what he's saying. I want you to study so that you can be approved of God for him to use you to flow through him. That's when you become a workman or could we say a minister that needeth not to be ashamed or one that comes short. Because what are you doing? Because of your study you are rightly dividing, or it would be better to say correctly dividing, the word of truth. Now, I don't want to go into a, a study of homiletics right now, but, but, but understand that the Bible interprets the Bible. For those of us that go out and start reading all these commentaries and listen to these other people give us interpretation of the Bible, that's not rightly dividing the, the word of truth. Now, you can use them as a tool, but don't, don't use them as, thus saith the Lord. Understand that primarily the Bible will interpret itself, that you, you find truth based on other truth. And that's why Jesus said, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word or every doctrine be established. And so we're going to be studying to be approved and to qualify ourselves for God to use us in the prayer room. And so understand that once we accurately understand the word of God, then we will be equipped to explain and to reveal it to others. And really, that's what we want to do. We, the prayer room is not a place for us to tell our opinions. Amen. Come on. It's not a place to be talking about our experience. Amen. Everybody's experience is going to be different. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, if you line up ten different people that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, all ten of them will have a different experience. Yes. And then once you tell them your experience, they're thinking that the only way they can receive... From the Lord is to have the same experience. Understand it's the Word of God that sets people free. So what we want to do is just present the Word of God. This is what God says. Mm -hmm. And when we do what God says this is the results that we're going to receive. See what we're doing is we're being a mouthpiece for God so we have to give them the Word of God. So I want to talk about three methods to enhance our personal study of the Word, how to get the Word of God in us, and how to get revelation from the Word of God. You see, isn't it wonderful to know that the author, the one who wrote the Bible, lives inside of us? Amen. So where do we go for revelation? Where where do we go to birth truth of Scripture in our heart? It's by the Holy Spirit that is in us. And so these three methods will help the Holy Spirit to allow the Word of God to become alive to us. The first method is meditation. Now, you understand that other religions have stolen things from the living God. And have incorporated into their religion understand that meditation is not something that you know the uh, the hippies use and and you know TM and, and all those other Eastern religions use they've just copied that from God and so understand what meditation is when you meditate in the Word of God the definition is simply speaking the Word of God to yourself and allowing the Holy Spirit to cause you to see visually the results of that word in your life for example when you meditate on healing scriptures and understand that meditation is about quality and not about quantity some people like to study by reading large volumes of information and that is one technique But really, to get the Word of God in us, it's like eating food. When you have a plate of food before you, you don't consume the whole plate at one time. You take it one bite at a time. And every bite that you take, you chew on it. You you begin to get it in your body by chewing it. Well, that's what meditation's about. You take a verse or a portion of a verse. And you begin speaking it to yourself, and you you begin to imagine uh, that word of God being made alive to you in your life. For example, if you need healing in your body, you take a scripture that by His stripes ye were healed, First Peter two twenty four. You start speaking that to yourself. I like to make it personal. By whose stripes I was healed. And I begin to see by my imagination, with the help of the Holy Spirit, God putting my sickness, whatever symptoms I have in my body at the time, I picture him placing that on Jesus as my substitute. I picture him bearing away the sickness that I'm currently resisting. And as you do that, you get the Word of God down in your spirit. It'll bypass your mind, your understanding, your reasoning, your senses, your feelings, and get down into that place where you believe. And then it becomes an actual part of you. In the same way that food that you eat becomes a part of your body, so will the Word of God become a part of your spirit when you get it down in you. It'll impart everlasting life. The life of God into your spirit that will then emanate out and quicken your mortal body. So the first step of getting the Word in us through personal study is by meditation. Let's look at a couple of verses that substantiate that. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And this is, think about this, this is the book of Joshua. Here is the man that's replacing Moses. I mean, you know, that's not an exciting uh, aspect of replacing someone as great as him. Huge to feel. So here we are in the very first chapter of Joshua, and so God realizes the undertaking that this man is going to undergird for him, and so God wants him to succeed. as he does every one of us. How many of you know God's pulling for us? Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. He's our greatest cheerleader. That's right. no. He's pulling for us. And so was he pulling for Joshua. Yes. Not only did he have to feel, fill Moses' shoes, he had to deal with the Jews, yes. the Israelites. Yes. And as you've read any, any scriptures in the Old Testament, you can understand that they were cantankerous. Yes. Amen. Yes. And so, not like we've ever faced anyone like that in 35 years of ministry. Anyway, uh, (laughs) let's not go down that road. So he's he's giving in this 8th verse how this minister, how this particular minister could have success. So if I want to have success as a prayer room counselor, he's telling me exactly how to do it. He says this book of instruction i'm reading from the hcsb i don't even know what that means but it's some kind of a translation out there that i'm becoming very uh how do i always say i'm starting to lean towards it i like the way it words it into the common day vernacular he says this book of instruction the king james says the, the book of the law or could we just say this bible should not depart from your mouth The word of God should not depart from your mouth. Now understand, look what he's telling Joshua to do. He says, I want you to put the word of God where? He doesn't say in your heart. He says, put the word of God in your mouth. Well, why would God, who wants the word of God to be in our heart, why would he tell us to put it in our mouth? Because that's how the word gets in our heart. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing what? The words of your mouth. Amen. And hearing by the word of God. So he's telling Joshua to meditate in the word. Remember the definition of meditation is speaking the word of God to yourself. So he says, put my word in your mouth. And he says, you are to recite it day and night. Now understand that this is a process this takes consistency and it should be part of our daily routine so when you speak it to yourself you are imparting life and faith to your inner man and that'll once it gets there you'll begin to carefully observe everything that you've been speaking to yourself that which is written in it. Then it says, then you will prosper. You see, too many of us ask God to prosper us instead of asking the Lord, what can I do to be prosperous? (coughs) Do you see the difference? See, many believers want God to just prosper us. Well, even though that's his will and his desire for us, that's not how prosperity comes. And when I'm talking about prospering and prosperity, I'm talking about being successful in what we set our hand to. We're setting our hand to being a minister in the prayer room. So how do I prosper and be successful in that? I'm meditating in the word I'm observing to do that which I'm speaking to myself he says when you do that you will prosper and succeed mm-hmm. in whatever you do Amen. Amen. see yes. God has a different way of accomplishing things yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. than religious folks think yes. religious folks want God just to do everything for them independently of them Come on. Come and on. truth be told that's not how it works you had something to do to get saved you had something to do to get your blessed assurance in that seat tonight right you made effort towards him and that enables him to touch you going over to Psalm 1 and this is almost echoes what we just heard in Joshua the first Psalm looking at verse 1 I've got this from the King James and it says blessed is the man yes. again many times we use that phrase you know god bless so and so that's not how god blesses people <laughs> Come on. no you do something and that takes you to the place of blessing yes. yeah. Yeah. boy we need to get a hold of that yeah. Amen. blessed is the man and did you know that that word blessed means empowered to prosper and again, prosper is not simply talking about money, although it encompasses it, It's talking about being successful. Is. Yeah, is. Blessed is the man that walketh not. Doesn't make, uh, he doesn't allow his behavior in the counsel or the way the ungodly live. Nor does he stand in the way of the sinner, and he doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful or those who judge. But his delight is in what? The law of the Lord, or could we say the word of God? Amen. Amen, amen. So I've got to ask myself the question, do I delight in God's word? Come on. And in his law, or in the word of God, do I meditate day and night? Here's this day and night meditation thing again. That's it. Now you understand what he's saying. It doesn't... He's not saying every waking moment of every day, all you're doing is meditating. No, you're just mindful of God all day and his promises. Amen. Amen. And, when, and when you have opportunity, you speak those words to yourself. Just mutter it under your breath. Make sure you form the words and hear the words. Yes. Faith doesn't come by thinking. Faith comes by saying what we believe. Amen. Yes. Faith comes by saying what we believe. Yes. And so we speak those things to ourselves. So his delight is in the word of God, and he's meditating in it day and night. Then notice when the blessing comes. Then he shall be like a tree <laughs> that's planted. Glory to God. We're not flaky, we're planted by the rivers of water. It'll bring forth his fruit. I like that. Don't you want to bear his fruit and not your fruit? In his season, his leaf, neither shall it wither. And here, here's a statement. And whatsoever he does, does what? Prospers. Why? Because he's getting the word in him. She's getting the word in her. And they're walking it out. They're applying it in their decision-making. And that takes us in a place where God's blessings do abound upon us. So the second way that we enhance our personal study is through memorization. To memorize the Word of God. See, there's a little bit difference between meditation and memorization. And this is the part, this is, this is part of getting the, the Word of God into our heart. Memorizing Scripture. Memorizing Scripture is part of the process to the, the mind renewal. Because how many of you know that you can't always just carry your Bible? Or have your phone Bible app open? But if you already have it in your heart where you can just say it to yourself, you can do it anywhere, anytime. Now, I remember when I was still in Bible school, I was invited to be a prayer room counselor in a revival meeting that a church was having. And so I made it, I made it my purpose to memorize four scriptures that I could speak to anyone at any time to lead them to the Lord. Amen. And so I did that just in preparation for me being a prayer room counselor. But you know, I've been walking in that work that I put in almost 40 years ago today. That anywhere at any time if the door opens for, for me to, to share scriptures concerning salvation to an individual, I don't have to have any resource. I've got those scriptures memorized. Amen. 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 Yep. Right. And understand that having them memorized builds a believability to the hearer. the more that you can make them comfortable knowing that you know what you're talking about the easier it is for them to believe Amen. if i'm going to stumble through things now don't 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 misunderstand me i mean we're we're not perfect and we're you know we may be a little clumsy at first but as we as we get this thing rolling and get confidence through experience having those scriptures memorized is going to be a blessing Number three, we're talking about enhancing our personal study. Number three, and again, this is somewhat like meditation, uh, speaking uh, the needed scriptures out loud to yourself. And you'll see in scripture that it talks about this a lot. Go over to Ephesians chapter 519. You've got that right in front of you. Notice the first three words. Speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourself. There was a time that King David got very discouraged. And this is a time where he was appointed king of Israel, and Saul was still the king. And Saul knew that he had been appointed by Samuel and that he had been rejected as king But he still held power as king and he was sending out armies to kill David and his friends his companions and so he was like on the lamb for years he, had no, he didn't have a residence. He went from cave to cave, from hideout to hideout as they chased him. And there was a time where he got wore out and he got discouraged. And he had no one that could minister to him. And the Bible says that he encouraged himself. He encouraged himself. Now, what does that mean? Come on, Bruce, pick it up. You're okay. You got it. <laughs> to encourage yourself is to take God's promise, yeah. to take the Word of God and begin speaking it to yourself. Woo-hoo. Glory, thank you, Lord. That's where Amen. godly inspiration and encouragement comes from: is hearing His promise, hearing that which He has provided, hearing what He said He would do for us, hearing how he will fight for us and give us victory. Amen? So here in Ephesians 5.19, it says to speak to yourself. Notice it says says in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody where? In your heart, or could we say from your heart? And who are you singing it to? In this case, to the Lord. So you can be speaking to yourself, and then once you get that in you, then you can speak it to others. In this case, you're speaking it to the Lord at the end of that 19th verse. We can be so full of the word of God that it'll just flow out of us like water to those recipients of that word, those hearers that have come to receive help from the Lord. It says pretty close to the same thing in Colossians, chapter 3, verse 16. It's interesting how many 316 verses are in the Bible, which are pretty cool. we got John 316, now we have Colossians 316. Here we go. This is from the ASV, American Standard. It says, let, so that means that's something I'm permitting. This is something that I'm doing. Nobody can do this for us. I'm letting and allowing the word of Christ do what? Dwell in me richly. Or having a full measure of it. In doing that, I have all wisdom to what? Teach and admonish one another. Notice that when I let the word of Christ dwell in me, I become qualified to share his wisdom in the form of teaching and admonishing others, along with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace from your heart, in your hearts, unto God. So those are the three areas of personal study. Let's go into number two, talking about becoming a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Number two is personal prayer. See that? Number two personal prayer at the bottom of page two. It says that every minister, this is a truth, a fact, a factoid, every minister will minister from a place of surplus and not from a place of lack. Yeah. Now that's, that's important. Understand it's not what you know, it's what you fed on in that day. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's good. Right? You don't live on the food you ate two weeks ago. No, you live on the food you ate today. And the same is true spiritually. You want to come... You want to come to serve the Lord as a prayer room minister full of the word yes. that day. Yes. Amen. Amen. Or at least brushing up on the word you heard yesterday and stay at that level of being prepared to minister. Now, here's another way of saying it. In order to give something, you've got to have something. Have you ever had someone come to you and they have this problem and they spend 15 minutes talking about it and you just shake your head and say, well, I don't know what to say. Well, maybe your tank's on empty. Maybe you don't have something fresh in you to say. And we certainly don't want that to be the case as a prayer room counselor. So we're talking about personal prayer. That's one way to give us something to give out prayer is one way to prepare ourselves for others and for ministry. Let's go on to page number three. and We're going quicker than I thought. This may not take uh, 21 weeks. We may get it done in 20. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Pam wants as much as she gets. She loves this (laughs) teaching environment. Let's talk about four areas to, to pray for. Let's say it this way. Four areas of prayer. First is personal edification. Isn't it interesting that we're talking a lot about the individual minister? If, we, if you and I can't get that right, then we're not going to be able to help the one that we, that we have to minister to. Right? So personal edification. Do you know that we can pray to be edified? Go over to 1 Corinthians 4.14. It's there on your notes. And this is one of those benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Look here in verse 14. It says, The person who speaks in an unknown tongue, and understand an unknown tongue is just speaking in a heavenly language in which the Holy Spirit gives you the utterance to speak. It's It's supernatural. But it's simply God giving you the ability to use your breath, your vocal cords, to speak in a heavenly language, a language that you haven't learned. It's supernatural. But when you do that, look at it in its contents, verse four. He that speaks in an unknown tongue, in a heavenly language, does what? Edifies himself. Edifies himself. Now understand that this word edify means to charge like a battery. Yay, read it. <laughs> to charge a battery. You know the old story. You, you, go, you sit in the car on a cold day and you stick in the key and you turn the key and you hear the engine go roar, roar, roar. Tick, 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 tick. Well... You've got a battery, but it's got a low charge. Yeah. So that battery needs what? Edification. Yes. It needs to be edified. And so what you do is you get, you can either put that battery on a charger or you can go ahead and get another car and its battery and you can run jumper cables to it to give it a quick charge yeah. or to share the charge that's on the other battery that is edifying the battery but you know after a battery is charged by a charger have you ever noticed that that battery doesn't look any different <laughs> <Come on. laughs> Come on. the edification that that battery just received is unseen yes. Yes. so how do i know if it's charged you put it in den- a demand on the battery yeah. She takes right off, right? Because now the battery's edified. Understand that this is what some people don't understand. They think that if you pray in other tongues and if you're supposedly from the Word of God edified, there should be some evidence of it. No. No. You're not going to feel any different. You're not going to look any different. And for most, for, and you probably aren't going to talk any different. But when you get in a situation where you need a demand from the Holy Spirit, then you're going to see that edification manifest when you speak or when you minister to somebody. Amen? And so you and I need to take time to edify ourselves so that when we are in the prayer room, we have... We are full of the Spirit. Amen. Not full of baloney, but full of the spirit, right? I don't I like Hallelujah. Now remember, this is something that you can do during the day. Come yes. on. Now, you don't mind if I' tell on Billy, do you? Come on. I used to be enamored by how. Often, the the gifts of the Spirit manifested through Billy. Now, I know part of it is his office and his gifting. I get that. But Billy is always, if he's not talking to you, he's praying under his breath in other tongues. I I don't know if, if you notice this or not, but he'll be... All day long. I'll be there talking to him, And while I'm talking, he's he's speaking in other tongues under his breath. He must speak in other tongues hours a day. What's he doing? He's charging his spirit up. Amen. Amen, yes. And so when that demand is on him, he's got something to flow out of him. Hallelujah. And so You and I need to apply that because we got 24 hours in a day. All right, look here in Jude 20. Jude only has the one chapter. So this is technically Jude 1, verse 20. (laughs) Don't want anybody confused, even though it's written in front of you. But you, beloved, and you are those loved of God, you are the beloved. So it's talking about you. You can build up yourself you can build up yourselves you can build up yourselves that's like that you know sln thing you know pump it up you know you can pump it up spiritually you can build yourself up i can build myself up how jude well you can build up on the foundation of your holy faith how praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues. Amen. Amen. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every truth, every doctrine be established. That's something we need to do as spirit-filled Christians is taking advantage of being edified, built up, strengthened. Now, understand that praying in other tongues does not give you more faith, but it's building up on your knowledge of the word faith is simply the knowledge of the Word of God. So you're building up on your knowledge to use that knowledge. Amen. Amen. Now, second area, first area, personal edification, second area is praying for personal spiritual revelation. Now you know that this is something that that Mary and I talk about a lot. In fact, if truth be told, the reason that we are still in the ministry is because of personal edification and praying for personal spiritual revelation. That's how we encourage ourselves in the Lord. So you and I need to, on purpose, pray for revelation. You know the revelation prayers. I I know we don't have to spend much time, but there's there's some folks out there watching that maybe they need to know about the Ephesians prayer. And my wife and I, and we're endeavoring to get our entire body here at BFC to pray every day this prayer for themselves and for other loved ones. This Ephesians prayer, from Ephesians 1, verse 17, down to the end of the chapter, Sharon, uh, (laughs) you're asking for light, light from the Holy Spirit that's within you to reveal the truth of the Word of God beyond having information of the Word of God. You see, we need to have revelation beyond the knowledge of what the Word says. We have to have the revelation of what's being said. And also connecting that scripture with other scriptures to build on that revelation. Quite simply, we're asking the Holy Spirit to give our spirit wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him we're asking that the eyes of our spirit the eyes of our heart to be enlightened that we may know Amen. Yes. and understand that you you and I have to do this day after day for probably anywhere from three to six months before you begin having the Word of God get opened up to you but I'm telling you it's profound Amen. it is profound You'll find yourself seeing things in, in the scripture. You'll go, well, oh, I never saw that. I know that verse. I never saw that in that verse. Yeah. So that's, that's what that means. You know? Ding, 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 ding. I got it, you know? It is awesome. And it it's so subtle how it begins to manifest. I thought that i have like this huge and spiritual encounter with the Holy Spirit, you know, for praying this prayer. No, it's very subtle. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you're looking at one scripture and getting the revelation, all of a sudden in your heart, you'll see, well, I, wait, that's over here too. Yeah. And you start connecting dots Amen. in the Word of God. Amen. The yeah. Ephesians prayer in chapter 3 beginning in verse 14 all the way through to the end of the chapter you're praying that your spirit would receive a strengthening a quickening in your inner man right that that christ will become more real to you who dwells in your heart hallelujah and it goes on all the way to the end. And if you'll just make these, these verses personal. Have you noticed that the Lord has had me say that over and over again? Personalize the word of God? If you just read the word, it's information. When you make it personalized, it becomes alive. It becomes living. It becomes relevant. So you ask... The lord to give you the spirit of wisdom amen. and revelation and knowledge of him that the eyes of my spirit would be enlightened i know the hope of his calling i know the riches of the glory of his inheritance. saints i know the seeing greatness of power he's given to me because i'm a believer amen. amen and just keep praying that every day it's, it's really a good portion of scripture to memorize and don't memorize the whole thing just the part that you know i i just memorized you know primarily verses 17 and 18. Right? And so uh, just just allow that to bring revelation to you. Uh, number three, we're talking about areas of prayer. Number three, uh, pray for those that you're going to minister to. Well, I, I, I don't know who I'm going to be ministering to. Amen. That's why you need to pray. <laughs> exactly you got it it's, it's so wonderful because we serve a God who is alive because we serve a God that doesn't live in the now our God is not bound by time he lives in the realm of the spirit he knows the end from the beginning and think about time as a line This is yesterday, this is today, and this is tomorrow. God has the ability to be in our today but pull himself out of it and go over and see tomorrow. And then he can pull himself out of tomorrow and he can go and look at yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he knows the end from the beginning. That's why the devil never should have rebelled against him because God already knew it was coming and had already made provisions. The Bible says that Jesus was the Lamb of God before the earth was even created. He was slain before the foundation or the creation of the earth. That's the God you and I serve. And so he can, today allow you to, to pray for those that you will minister to tomorrow. That's why preparation is so awesome, and that's why you and I need to get out of the realm of time as much as we can. Being in the realm of time, having the mentality that now is and tomorrow will be, that, that keeps you out of allowing your faith to go and start shaping your tomorrow. You see, you and I are eternal spirit beings, and we are in a spiritual kingdom, and God will allow us to step out of time like he does. And you and I can be shaping our tomorrow today. And so we can pray for those that we're going to minister to today, even though we won't minister to them sometime in the future. I want you to see some sev- several scriptures. And you know, one of these days I'm going to teach on this. Because this is a, a lost art in the body of Christ. Look at Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66:8. 8, there at the top of your page, page 4. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such thing? shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day or shall a nation be born at once for as soon as zion travailed she brought forth her children now understand that this has a natural explanation and a spiritual truth First and foremost, naturally speaking, this is talking about the birth of the nation of Israel. Hallelujah. And they were reborn in 1948 and became a recognized nation after World War II. Well, that was a process can a nation be born at once? No, it was a process. Just like a woman gets pregnant and she has to go term to give forth the birth of the child that she creates in her womb. And that's what happened to the nation of Israel. But now there's a spiritual side. It tells us in Hebrews that Zion is the New Testament church. I believe it's in Hebrews chapter 12. I believe we read that scripture this morning. Zion is the church. That's you and I. Notice it says that the church travailed. Well, what is what is travail? Another translation says birth pains. Birth pains. What are birth pains? Well, I've been told and I have seen that when a woman is giving birth to a natural child. She has birth pains. We call them contractions. And that is the preparation of her body to giving birth to a child into the world. Notice it says that when when Zion travails with the help of the Holy Spirit, what does the church do? She brings forth, or she births, children into God's kingdom now there is a prayer that you can only pray when the Holy Spirit initiates you can't will to travail any more than a woman can say well I'm gonna have contractions today she can't do that (laughs) she can't will for that to happen she can only have contractions when her body says we're having contractions and the same is true with this spiritual prayer of travail is as God wills. Amen. And he says that when he prays this prayer through you, you will birth people into God's kingdom today who you'll see the reality of that birth tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I really need to teach on this. You, in your prayer time for those that you are going to be ministering to, you can get them born again spiritually today, and then you'll see them born again in the future. I had individuals, a group of believers that birthed me before I got saved. I even interrupted one of their prayer times when I caught them praying for the hippie Bruce Conover. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> and they birthed me in prayer and put me on a collision course Hallelujah. to my salvation. Woo, glory. Yeah, thank you. you can do the same thing. Hallelujah. Look at Galatians 4:19. Galatians 419. Now, here, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church at Galatia. And look what he calls them. My little children. Well, what does that mean? I thought uh, Apostle Paul was single. (laughs) He was. But he had many, many, many spiritual children. Because of his ministry. We're, he's having babies even today yeah, come on. with people getting saved because of the scripture that he's yes. written about receiving Jesus Christ. Yes. Hello, Romans 10:9 yes, and 10. That's, the, that's what I pray. Amen. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God was raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. As it is written, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I guess I'm one of his spiritual children from his ministry. Can you imagine? Woo! So he's saying, my little children. So these are people that he led to the Lord. Well, how did he get them born again? One tool he used was this prayer of travail he says my little children and i'm reading from the young's literal translation my little children of whom again so this is what he did already but now he's doing it again again i travail in birth so he prayed that prayer of travail to help birth them into God's spiritual kingdom along with other tools like getting the Word of God in their hearts and with his testimony. See, when we use all those tools together, we'll see more people born into God's kingdom. Amen. Come on. I travail in birth again for you so you can also get them to have Christ formed in them. And that's exactly what happened to me. This prayer group not only birthed me into the kingdom of God, but they birthed the reality of Christ in my life before I got saved. And that day that I received Jesus Christ as my Savior and I was born again, the reality of Jesus Christ was so pronounced in my life, I was instantly delivered from alcohol. I was instantly delivered from drugs. I was instantly delivered from speaking with a foul mouth. I was instantly completely transformed in one moment because they got that all done for me before I bowed my knee to Jesus Christ. And we can have supernatural birth like that here in BFC. Yes, amen. Amen, yes, that people yes. will come out, will come to church drunk or high and receive the Lord and leave sober. Amen. By the power transformation amen. of God Almighty yep. taking place in their yep. life and their heart. Amen? amen. amen. Yep. We shall see it. One more scripture and we're done Colossians 4 2 again we're talking about praying for those that we're gonna minister to he says devote yourself to prayer stay alert in it with Thanksgiving at the same time pray also for us or for the minister that's you That God would open to you a door. I like to consider doors as opportunities. To us for the message. To speak the mystery of the Messiah. For which I am in prison so that I may reveal it. See, God's going to use you to reveal the gospel to people. Reveal it. Not just give them the information about it, but giving them the revelation of it, where it becomes a spiritual truth and reality to them. And also pray that I may reveal it as I am required to speak. The King James says to speak... Boldly, as I ought to speak. Amen. So you can pray for yourself in preparation to those that you're going to minister to. Lord, open to me a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Jesus Christ to the candidate, to those that respond to the altar call. And help me to speak revelation to them, to speak boldly as I ought to speak. And you know God's going to hear and answer that prayer. Right? Because you're his vessel. He's the one representing him. And he's going to give us all the assistance that we can believe for. Amen. Amen? Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for these truths that are being revealed to us as we avail ourselves, as we study and become prepared to be a prayer room counselor. Help these things to be not only being made known to us but help it to be made alive inside of us that we would be a a chosen vessel that you can use i thank you lord in jesus name everyone believe and said amen Amen. hey thanks for watching again if you want the notes piece of cake bfc Right, thirty-nine eighty-two at gmail.com. Just send us a request. Give me the notes to the prayer room counselor. I'll shoot you out a document. And then from there you'll have it and avail yourself to it. All right. Love you guys.